What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease, E-A-Z-E dot com. Use the promo code HAM, get 20 bucks off your first order, and delivery's always free on orders over $50. And by Upstart, upstart.com slash HAM, the revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off your high-interest credit card debt. See why Upstart is number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot at upstart.com slash HAM. Like we said, obviously the line came after three, but what was your reaction? Cleveland Farrell, um, I'd watched Clemson a lot like most college football fans had. I knew he was. He was not on my radar at number four. I don't know if you I'm, I'm, looking up, I'm looking up the television. I got NFL Network on and Del Rio's in studio. What's he? Well, how's he look? Slick back hair? Well, he just looks really skinny, like he's been dieting. Uh, I mean, look, the theme here, and I was talking to Jeff Schwartz. You and I were talking to Jeff Schwartz today uh, before this podcast. And one thing he's like, you know, I don't, everyone's killing the Raiders about value. And I said, well, you got to understand, like, I think part of this is it's a bigger picture with Gruden. Like, Gruden traded last year a third-round pick for a receiver that didn't make his team. Then he reached for Cleveland Farrell. And we could talk about the context, we will. But then he also drafted a running back, which just people aren't doing anymore in the first round. Like, this isn't just a one-move thing, right? It's a several-move thing. So we could say, well, look, he wanted – even Daniel Jeremiah said, I think they wanted to trade back from four and couldn't do it. They did. I, that's that's a fact. Right. When, uh, it takes two people. You can't do a transaction if the other person says no, right? I, I, I get that. I completely understand that. You can't trade back if no one will trade up. Because, as you said, when the line of delineation for the draft is the fourth pick, who, who, who am I trading up for? I don't want Cleveland Farrell. My, here's my argument, though. So you take a guy that's valued probably 15 to 22, somewhere in that range. Is there a chance that you could have got him at 24? I think 100% yeah, yes. Is there a chance that he went in the teens? Yes. More than likely, he's not there when they take it 24. My issue is this. Every GM, a good one, will tell you BPA, 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 especially when you're really high. You can get a little needy to me once you get into the 20s, kind of like Josh Jacobs. I, I get that. Or Howie with Dillard. 
But when you're drafting at four, when you have two guys, to me, who's upside, like I text a couple buddies in the league, and they said, listen, this guy is super high character. Dabo said he's the best leader, like him and Deshaun Watson, he's ever coached. So this guy's a high character guy. They're fucking team captain, all the BS. This guy, I, I get why they love him. And he's 6'4", he's long. But he's stiff. He's tight. He's never going to be some elite talent. Where why did, Couldn't they have gone Devin White at four? Like, just take a swing for the fence on a much more talented player whose upside's really high. But I talked to Daniel Jeremiah this morning, and he used the analogy on their entire draft. He said basically they just refused to pull out the driver. They wanted to hit the fairway. And all their players read kind of the same. Super high character guys, super tough guys, blue chip, you know, high. Mississippi State has become kind of a blue chip program, right? They're fucking producing a bunch of guys. They're, they play in the best division in college football by a mile. LSU, Bama, Texas A&M. And they, they just took guys that they just had C's on their chest that were – and I, I get it, but I, I think – I think here's the risk, guy. Part of the reason you have the two chest of these captains, yeah, be captains. You you have these two picks because you got rid of Khalil Mack and Amari, and those guys were double whammies. They were high character, high ceiling guys. Like these guys aren't high ceiling guys. So I don't know. I where where do you think Cleveland Farrell Farrell? Why, why would you just take Farrell. Why wouldn't you just take Ed Oliver at four? You know, or a guy like that. Yeah, well, you know, I do think if they take an Ed Oliver at four, people would say that was a reach too. No, because he went nine. Yeah, I, I think he was going in the from four to nine somewhere. I I, I would have given I would have had nothing negative to say for Ed Oliver because I would completely understand swing for the fucking fence when you draft that high. Where do you think? It's hard to know this, but like, where was Cleland Furl gonna go? Just ballpark. That's what they say. Somebody said it's Furl is how you say his name. But Goodell yeah. said Farrell. That one's not correct. Yeah, that ain't correct. Okay. But I think the reason he said Farrell is because he knew it wasn't Farrell, and he's like, I'm looking at this name. How could it be anything other than Farrell or Farrell? Okay, let's start. Uh, Rashawn Gary goes 12. They run a 3-4. He's not going there. Christian Wilkins goes to Miami. He wouldn't have gone there. Atlanta took an offensive lineman, then Dwayne Haskins. Okay, let's start at 16. The Carolina Panthers run a 4-3. They took Brian Burns from Florida State. A little more athletic edge rusher. I think he would have been in play there. He would have been in play with the Giants, who went Dexter Lawrence. They need a pass rush. Yeah, he probably goes to the late teens. He does not make it a 24. So I have a question now, based on that. My question is this. If you did what, what you were talking about, you took Devin Bush at, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Devin White at four, what would it have taken to get from 24 to 16 if you just loved Cleveland Farrell? Furl. What would it have taken to get up and get him? Would 35. So, I, like, and, and I think he still could have got Josh Jacobs at 27, right? What, guy, you could have got Josh Jacobs in the second and, round. And you would have ended up with. But they, they, they don't think like Howie or Parag, though. That's that's what's clear. Like, they're not into that. Yeah. They're and into that, we love a guy, we're taking the guy that we love. And that, to me, is where you get in trouble in the draft because that. This is economics. This isn't just football players. Let's get tough captains. This is this is Roseman jumping Houston. And that's why the Eagles fucking won a Super Bowl two years ago. This is, uh, you know what the Steelers said? Ever since Ryan Shazier laid on that field in Cincinnati, 
and thank God he's made a miraculous recovery. Like from the fucking hand of God, I, I mean, it felt like this guy's never going to walk again, and now he's walking. He's never going to play football again, but his life's not basically over. So it's incredible. Steelers traded up, and they got aggressive for Devin Bush. Like, But it's understanding he wasn't going to be there when they drafted. And I, it's why the Giants are getting crushed. Like, why are you taking a 340 defensive tackle at 17? Like, this is a passing league. You're in a division with Dak and, and Carson. Like, what are you – Dwayne Haskins, they're going to throw the ball on. So I, I just don't think they quite understand. And I, I, I do I, – I'm not crushing them for not trading back because, again, I they probably couldn't find a partner. But I don't know, man. I, I just – I don't think they have a great feel for value, and that's where you get in trouble because you get a lot of credit where, damn, Josh Jacobs, solid running back, got him in the second round. Well, at 24, he better be a borderline pro bowler like Abrams. Texting with a couple GMs last night. So, because again, I didn't even know who the guy was. Abram, really. no S. Abram, John Abram, Jonathan Abram. What is John? What's his deal? And they said, you know, he's a great box safety, big time hitter. Well, so Dante Whitner. Yeah, well, or Cam Chancellor. Even that guy. It's hard to play in the NFL, right? Like, right with that guy. Here's the other thing. And I get they don't love Carl Joseph. You already do kind of have a player on your roster that does that. Now, this guy's better. But I don't know, man. Now, on a positive on Abram, another buddy texts me. He's like, well, in the bowl game against Iowa, he kind of fucked up TJ Hawkinson, like kind of shut him down. Like that was a good day for him. So you go, well, he's shutting down one of the better tight ends in the draft, which is a positive. I, I would say I like that pick the most. And the Raiders have been killed by tight ends. Um, and I, I would not having Carl Joseph wouldn't stop me from drafting a guy. Now we we can talk about the no evaluation, no no. But but, but I, I, to me he the, I bet Abram was going somewhere twenty eight to forty. So I, I get it. Like I, I got I got no problem with that. I, I just think Josh Jacobs at twenty four, who's safe to say that they couldn't keep their mouth shut, was their favorite player in the draft. Right? Like that might have been their favorite one of the top three or four favorite players in the draft. Yeah, Dale Jeremiah had him mocked and just said they're taking him. Just they're taking him at twenty four. They're just so clearly him. he knew. And now, Mayock, he knows Mayock, but I don't know if that's where he got it. Well, I watched the press conference last night, or part of it. Mayock said he goes to the national championship game. You were there, too. In that game, Alabama got their ass kicked. He says, I come back to the office the next day. Josh Jacobs watched, ran well in that game, I think. I watched the tape. Yeah. He's like, there were six plays that I just highlighted, and I made a little six-play tape that were just like, oh, my God. I love this guy. I take him to Gruden's office, show him. Gruden loves them. So their love started, when was that game? Like January 10th? Yeah, their love week. started then. So clearly the DJ and everyone knew. Here's my issue. Josh Jacobs, the, the main culprit of drafting Josh Jacobs in the, in the 20 range was Howie. Well, once Howie jumps you or gets ahead and gets Dillard, he's out. They're not, take, they're not taking Josh Jacobs. <clears throat> so would the Ravens have taken Jacobs? At 25, no. They just signed Mark Ingram. Would the Washington Redskins take him? No. They just drafted the dude from LSU, Geis, last year. Then it's you. Would the Chargers have taken uh, Josh Jacobs at 28? No. They got Melvin Gordon. Would Seattle? No. They just no, drafted they just a used... running back. Would Atlanta? No. They're paying Dante Freeman. Well, don't forget, the, Gi- the Giants came in at 30. They wouldn't have done it. No. They just got Saquon Barkley. The Patriots? No. They just drafted a first-round running back. The Cardinals? No. He's fallen to you. He's going to be your pick. Like that's where in the, the second the round in the second round. 
So you go, you get, you're going to get your favorite player in the draft in the second round. Now, is there a risk that someone jumps you to get him? Yes, For because sure. everyone knows you love him. Yeah, but this is what goes back to don't let everyone know you love him. No, I, to me, the value. I, I love the kid. He's clearly like he's my type guy. You just fucking go to war with this guy. I think all three Raider draft picks are fucking solid guys. Like they're they're better versions of Solomon. Like I like Stanford, but Sol- the Stanford ain't fucking Clemson. Like this guy is somewhat not an overachiever because he's really talented, but his his ceiling's not that high, but his floor's really high. Cleveland Paris is gonna be fine. He's just, I'm just not taking him at four. And I, I, I can't take Josh Jacobs. I've been saying over and over, I, I can't take him at 24. I can't do it. Abram, I didn't know much about. I, I get, That pick, I okay, I get it. But I don't know, man. I, I just I don't feel like they get understand. And I get why they don't understand because Gruden's a coach. He doesn't think like that. And he's got his Bob Lamont to do, make sure he's always making $10 million. So he's never going to have to worry about money either. But he doesn't get value. I, and he's I, so rich now. If he sees something he wants – like if you're when John Gruden shops, whether it's house shopping, car shopping, you know what means nothing to him? The fucking sticker price on whatever he's buying. I'll well, take it. Yeah, you're right. The saying like if you have to ask, it's too expensive. What do Guy Haberman and John Middlecoff do when they buy things? How much I guess? Yeah. What does John Gruden never do anymore? Ask. Online, I always look for a promo code. Like, is there a promo? Does this website have a promo code? Is it ham? I try ham first, then I search. <laughs> Half the time, you works. if you were making Gruden's money, yeah, would you? Do you think you'll? Would you ever get to the point? Like, how much money would you need to? Ne- do you think that ever leaves you? Where you just never think about it anymore? Because at one point in time, Gruden was probably making not that much. Had to think about um, stuff like that. I think for some people, it never leaves them. But I don't Gruden's know. been making a shitload of money for a long time. The worst is when you're buying something and you didn't ask, but you think it's going to be cheaper than it is, and then they ring it up, and you're like, uh, how much? And then you do the math, like, is it better to say I don't want it now or just come back, like, in three days and return it? <laughs> how much you say that is? That's how- I told you that when the dude buying a coffee, old man buying a coffee. He's like, 275 What? Uh, but... Yeah, man. I what I would Sometimes love to know. If I, if I buy something at Seven Eleven, like a Gatorade, a couple double shots, and like beef jerky, and I'll put it down. Oh, jerky! And they're like twenty-seven dollars. <laughs> I'm like, what? And they're like, well, your three double shots are three fifty each. I'm like Jesus. And your beef jerky is nine seventy-five. Yeah, what's well, the only healthy snack in a Seven Eleven? If you could truth serum Mike Mayock. And only the truth serum only lasted for one question, and you could ask him any question about the first round. What would you ask him about last night? How desperately did you want to trade back and still draft Cleveland Farrell in the first? Yeah, my question would be, who would you you have drafted? My question would have been, Mike, who would you, if the the option was all yours, who would you have drafted at number four? I told Larry Beal this last night. I said. Because he's like, well, you can kind of justify it. They run a 4-3 defense or whatever. I said, on draft Twitter and Mike Mayock, if he was still in the media, and he had been saying for the last three months that he thought Cleland Farrell was the you know worthy of the fourth pick in the draft, that would have been a big story, right? Right. Because no one was saying that. Not a soul. Right. So this is my point. 
if yeah, Mike Mayock, your, your question's way better than mine. That's that's. But the it's question. the same thing, and to me, there's a difference here. If Mike Mayock, and, and there definitely is a the value is totally like what you're saying is <clears throat> it's the heart of the deal. Like you can't separate value. You it's hard. You can't do it. But okay. I do think that Mike Mayock has been really accurate with the draft. Like I think somebody had a study yeah. like he's been the most accurate guy the last five years. In, in the on, media, on, on like player rankings and stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah, like he's been really right about it. Who's going to be good and who's going to be bad? Yeah, that's the whole thing. So if at the end of the day, Cleveland Farrell is a Pro Bowl level player, then he made the right pick. Even if the value was there, it won't matter. Like it'll matter over the course of three years. You not knowing value is just you're not going to win that battle if you don't value players correctly over a three or four or five year period, like it's just gonna it's it's gonna catch up with you. In this draft, I think the problem is that it sounds like a lot of people think Cleveland Farrell has the highest floor. It doesn't sound like people think he's like Pro Bowl sometimes, not Pro Bowl always. Even at his best. Well that's where let's say he's a better version of Solomon Thomas or whatever. And that sounds really bad. But you know what I'm saying. That you feel like that guy can't bust. Well, when you, it's one thing to draft that guy in the 20s. It's another thing to do it fourth overall. Let, let's do a little Middlecoff redraft for him. Okay. Go, hey, hey Mike, because I, I think if you would have, if you would have had Mike in the media, he would have been like, oh, you got to take Devin White or Ed Oliver there. Okay. So let's take one of those two guys there. Well, then you still need an edge pass rusher. Well, because you're, I guess the Raiders doctor is a heart doctor. It's why they're comfortable with the heart. Because remember Mo Hurst last year? Okay, let's take Montez Sweat at pick 24. There's your edge rusher, who's most people viewed as more talented than Cleveland Farrell. Now you got Devin White, Montez Sweat. And then at 27, let's just still take Abram. And then at 35, you take fucking Josh Jacobs. How does that? I got Devin White, Montez Sweat, Abram, and Jacobs. Does that sound a little juicier than what they did? It does, although I would say we got to be fair on Montez Sweat. Like the the heart thing, if it's a thing for teams, then it's a thing. That would be. Well, but again, it's the same thing that happened to Mo Hurst, and Mo Hurst is a starter for the Rams. I know. And they they passed him. I'm just saying we'd what be I'm, saying that, like if I'm in Washington today, I'm saying boy, this is a risk on Montez Sweat, even though I know on Friday a report came out that his heart's actually fine. <laughs> I mean, on Thursday. Yeah, it was kind of weird, wasn't it? Well, you just go around until you find a doctor that says you're fine, I guess. One thing, or maybe one thing I had we'll heard, see. and this is where I, it's this is a little different than the Josh Jacobs deal, but it's back to Gruden who just can't shut his mouth. Because is it safe to say that the leaks from the Raiders and people talking is not Mike? I don't think it's Mike. I don't think Mike is texting rap sheet shit. Was it Mike? I just don't. Was it Mayock that said Thursday night? We sent the scouts home. I made the decision yes. to send the scouts home, and then 40 minutes later there was a leak, so I knew we made the right decision or something like that. Yes. But do you agree that you, if you had to guess, like Mike is not talking to that many people? Yes. And the guy maybe, like maybe he texts, like it calls, like DJ and him <clears throat> talk, let's say. DJ is then not tweeting out the good shit he's giving him. Right. So it's might Gruden tell or, though. Yeah, it's Gruden or Cable or fucking one of those money guys, I don't know. They just can't shut up. Well, I get Gruden talks to his brother, probably whatever. I had heard they love Montez Sweat, and they were good with taking him, again, because the heart deal. Well, who jumped them at 26? His brother. Yeah. Now, was John supposed to not just talk to Jay? I, that one stuff. I, but 
I don't know. I mean, if I, he I, knew, <laughs> if he knew John loved him and jumped him, and he had a chance, right? Like, I know this information that maybe nobody else knows, but I know. And John knows that I know. John knows the only way that we jump him is if I know this information. And he did it. Like, that is, I mean, Jay's fighting for his life. He's, he, you know what he's thinking? John's got, what, nine more years on his contract. I'm fighting for my life over here. Yeah, I, I don't. That's why you just don't talk. There's no, you know. If we only had one year, Gruden. Wow. Who? Us. <laughs> it feels like ten, huh? It's been one, right? Yeah, it's been one. Okay. It's been one. Wow. Uh, we we kind of went through in the if you if you're only listening to this Raiders part, but uh, we talked about their potential, what they would do in the second round here uh, to start the day. Um, earlier in the podcast but they, they, they should they there? should they should go d i mean i think you could justify like a greedy williams another a corner um uh, you know who, uh, there's another good linebacker that you feel comfortable with you can't go wrong going defense here can you if you're them no like to me that to me the niners need a pass catcher whether it's a tight end or a wide receiver so you would take if you're the niners and you're staying at four you just take the best available pass catcher tight ends and yes yeah and you can do it i mean hey bill's shown you can have two well, tight ends couldn't the Niners or the Raiders take Irv Smith from uh, Alabama, who's viewed as like a fringe first rounder? Yeah. Well, this is where this is like a reverse of uh, last year. If the Niners the Niners could use that guy, the Raiders were one spot ahead of them. This is kind of an interesting bang bang here. Like whereas in the first round they were not back to back and they were separated in terms of what tier of player they were on, but here they're not. They're on the same. <clears throat> they're getting the same tier of player. With the with the third and fourth pick of the second round, so it is kind of an interesting. Are the Raiders taking a player that the Niners would want? Uh, dynamic. Let me read you uh, Lance Zerline comped Irv Smith to Ben Watson draft projection round two. Smith is still very green in overall experience, which shows up in the run blocking and route running, but he has plenty of talent. Is likely to get much better in both areas. He is the combination of tight end talent, but really flashes as a move blocker at fullback or wingback spots. His build-up speed sets him apart as a big field-stretching option. And once he gets rolling after the catch, and he can get rolling after the catch. O.J. Howard was bigger and a better athlete. Now, O.J. Howard went you know, in the top 15. But like Howard, Smith offers Pro Bowl potential as a well-rounded tight end. Like I, I think if you're the Niners or Raiders, this guy's got to be near the top of your thoughts. And the difference between the Niners and Raiders in this case is that for the Niners, he doesn't have to be your best tight end. Yeah, and if you, you like this, but but to me, if you're them, because you go, oh, you already have a tight end. Well, if you like him more than any wide receiver, I think you could no, you could sell me on this immediately. Just take him. Yeah, I agree. With then, you. then you put two tight ends in the slot, <clears> right? And also, like Alabama guys that are a little inexperienced is not rare. Just so many good players, it's hard to get three year starters. Well, who did he sit behind? The dude that went in the top fifteen. Right. Like, why didn't Quentin Williams play? Who was ahead of him? Uh, Deron Payne went thirteenth in the last draft. Nose tackle went 13th, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they also had three other defensive linemen in that draft, all drafted in the top 20. Yeah, d- decent unit. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's Clemson's that's going to be the same deal. Now. Well, do you know what's funny is when they were at – I was watching the pro day, you know, a couple months ago, and NFL Network was there and DJ was there. And DJ's like, you see that dude? And he was wearing like a Dodgers jersey. It's like a Dodgers Jackie Robinson jersey. See that guy who's 6'8", 320? He's like – That'll be a top five pick next year. That's Joe, you know, whatever the guy's name was. And he was just standing there watching. <laughs> just, and he probably him and like, there's another guy that's probably there watching. No one's ever heard of you. Well, think about like those guys. 
usually when you play behind great players, those players leave as juniors. But that's not necessarily what happened, right? Like Clemson had a guy, a first they all round came back. senior come back. The Power Rangers video is one of the best things. Do you see that video? Of the four of them? Of all the Clemson guys dressed as Power Rangers, and they're all massive, and they're in, like, the Power Rangers tights, and they're dancing, and they're doing, they're all doing, like, because they all had their own Power Ranger names, and they're all doing, like, the same move in unison. Do you know what was cool for them is last year when the, especially the two of them, Cleland and Christian Wilkins, decided to return because they wanted to win a natty. They won the fucking natty, and both of them went in the top 13. Yeah. And Dexter Lawrence went 17. Like, what a night for them. You see Dabo's new contract? Nine for 93 or 10 for 93 or what was it? Yeah, decent cash. Is it safe to say that maybe he's not going to Alabama when saving retires? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.